Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Simone Jones. Simone has a huge passion for serving and minding others through her work as a spiritual healer, as a medium, and as a teacher. So Simone, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. It's my absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you for asking me. Thanks, Simone, and you're really welcome. And Simone, can you start off by telling me a, a bit about yourself and how you got to here? I'd love to. Thank you. Well, my passion started many, many years ago, about 20 years ago. Uh, a friend of mine told me to read a book, and that was The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. And once I finished that book, I had this voice in my head, like this clear message saying, you must become a Reiki teacher. Now, having in mind, that was over 20 years ago and people hadn't heard of Reiki then. Um, but I managed to source a teacher who wasn't too far away and started the journey. And the journey was always not necessarily the healing to, to become the teacher. Um, and whilst I was doing that, I was sitting um, healing people and practicing and doing Reiki shares. And I kept seeing all these other figures around me. And I said to my teacher, I said, I think we've missed something in the course because there's all these other people that are coming talking to me and, and we haven't covered that. And she said, oh, Simone, I think you might be quite, um, have a medium background to you or you're able to connect up with spirit. Maybe go to a local spiritualist church and sit in a circle and take it from there. And, and then that's what I did. I went to the local um, church sat in the circle and I think within a year I was teaching the circle so I was very quickly picked it up and thought oh I can do this the first time I ever connected to spirit though was about 30 years ago and I was living in Portugal and it was in the winter months uh, there was two of us sharing a flat my flatmate Marcus um, was due to go back to England to get the ferry back to England uh, I was in the flat on my own and I could hear this cluttering going on in the kitchen and I walked through the living room and then in the kitchen, I could see my flatmate, but I could see straight through him. I thought, OK, this is odd. And things were moving about and everything. It was a chaotic scene. And I was so scared. Um, I ran downstairs because we lived above the bar. And in the bar was my friend Marcus. And he sat there and I said, look, I don't know what's going on, but you're upstairs. And he said, OK, this is happening again. I said, what do you mean again? You never told me this. We became flatmates. But what had happened is his twin brother had passed. Um, and whenever he wanted to come through to give a message, he would come through quite drastically. Um, so to make a long story short here, Brian, what we did is that we then went to see a spiritual healer. Uh, and this healer checked me over and said it was nothing to do with me. Went to Marcus, used a pendulum. This thing was going mad. And he said to him, please don't get on the ferry to go back home. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But anyway, his intentions was to go. So off he set off up to north of Portugal. But he stopped off in Lisbon. And when he stopped off in Lisbon, um, he went into a cafe and he thought about the message and how horrific the whole experience had been. And he decided to actually stop and change his ferry to the next day. Um, so he sat there, bought a paper. And this is going back 30 years. There's no phones, no nothing. Uh, and he sat there, ordered coffee and started chatting to the girl next door who ended up being his wife. Wow. Yeah. So it's not always bad when you get bad messages. 
so yeah that's what really got me started in it thinking there is something here and what what you saw upstairs was was his twin yep and it was it was you could sense it you could feel it but i could see straight through him i was like what but never, and people that say they see spirit, I said, if you've seen a spirit, you'll know about it because it is actually quite scary when you actually physically see them. Not so much in your mind's eye, but actually see them. Uh, it is quite spooky. Wow, that's fascinating, Simone. And Simone, diving deeper into how you mind others, like let's say day to day, when someone comes to you for, you know, um, if they have an issue or if they you know they're looking for you know some advice where do you start off with them? I start off with them they they walk through the door and straight away I'm looking at their energy um I, I'm I'm just literally using my healing capabilities to see what's out of balance what's in balance somebody may come to me and say that they're suffering you know with bad knees so can I heal their knees so I try and look into the emotional reason behind that and I think well actually the knees is a fear of moving forward in your life. So let's get to the root cause. Let's get to the nitty gritty of what's causing that fear. So I'm also connecting up with their family members um, through the readings that I give, but a lot of my readings are very much healing based as well. So it's a little bit of everything coming together. And then I'll sit and assess, do they need meditation? Is it just a reading? Uh, is it a healing? Is it continuous healing? And sometimes you just become that counselor you just got to find the root cause of why somebody isn't feeling well, be it physically, emotionally, mentally or spiritually. And then just get my team and my crew to come in and make them feel better. It's, it's allowing them to believe in themselves as well, which the healing does. But to be able to deliver uh, a mediumship message from their loved ones also then gives them some great evidence and validation in everything that I'm doing and saying for them. Yeah, because most people are in, are in their own way, aren't they? Yeah. Most people, um, well, people that come that come through the door, so to speak, have already acknowledged that something in their life is out of balance. They're, they're opening up using their, their throat, using their voice by stating, something's out of balance here. I know I've got to get it sorted. I'm not sure how to get it sorted. I don't want to be taking tablets. I don't want to be put on some long program. I just need somebody to help me and speak to my soul. So in a way, I'm connecting up to their soul and then giving them tools, tools to do maybe herbs to take um, or well-being matters that I can to help them get through their journey. And some people's journey can take a year and some people's journey can just take half an hour. It's really how they connect up with me as well. And what are some of the most common issues that people come with you with someone? At the moment, anxiety is the number one thing. Um, I think with COVID in the world, everybody's been thrown into chaos. Um, and a lot of people have come out of that. But anxiety, I think, is probably in about 80 to 90 percent of people. It's this fear of the future, a, a fear of moving forward. And that's what anxiety is, is a fear of the future. So it's just trying to get people to work on themselves and their own well-being so they can take control of that and they can move forward with that. We're just giving them the tools to handle living in this century. And Simone, if you were to give, let's say, people kind of some golden nuggets or some kind of, you know, let's say tips or advice about, you know, kind of taking better care of themselves and getting out of their own way, what would it be? 
I think the first thing I say to people is everybody is too hard on themselves. All I hear people say is, I didn't manage to do this today. I didn't manage to do that today. I didn't get this done today. So I try and get people to stop and say, let's not look at what you didn't achieve today. Let's start looking at what you did achieve today. You got up, you got yourself here and just put that positivity, positivity, turn it around every angle you can turn it around, find that positivity in every action. Bad things happen to good people, but we get through it. We work through it. We work forward. And it's all about accepting the journey and going on the journey, being true to who you are. Sometimes you need to meditate, just sit and be and be slower. Everybody in this world is running so fast. I say to people, just eat slower, walk slower, be slower, breathe slower and just find that that inner self, that belief doesn't matter what your head's saying. It doesn't matter what your heart's saying. Trust your gut 100%, even in the bad times. And to use your gut as kind of a GPS? Absolutely. 100%. I use it as, as a GPS all the time. Some people might walk through the door um, for a reading, and then within five minutes, I've got them on the couch because they need healing rather than that, um, or they get a meditation. So I trust my gut by connecting up with their guides, by connecting up with their well-being to get them to where they need to be. Beautiful. And Simone, let's say, what are some of the most common, um, let's say, issues people are coming to you with that they don't even realise? Like, Because I know from my work in mental health, 90% of mental illness is from childhood trauma. And again, a lot of people, you know, you have to acknowledge that you had some trauma in your childhood. So what are the, some of the more kind of hidden kind of, let's say, causes of issues, would you think? I think a lot of people um, talking about that, you're absolutely right, 100% right, Brian, that it is learned behaviour patterns. And if you're a child in a... Um, a relationship with your parents that are always squabbling you're going to believe that that's common behavior and that's corrective behavior so if you're looking to be heard all the way through your life you're going to be looked to be heard so you've got to go back to that energy and understand how you felt during that time uh, i was working with somebody just the other day who has got real issues with her elder sister um well the elder sister had the issues because when the baby was born the baby got the attention the elder sister didn't like that and the elder sister was only two at this time and since then never been able to connect up with siblings so we had to go back and explain how that worked with somebody and it relieved them and took the stress away because they thought they were being an inadequate sister but it was never their fault it was imprinted on them from a very very early age so as you say is going back to childhood trauma working through it and understanding it wasn't your fault you were just a child exactly and I, I saw something the other day about be, being the adult now that your ch younger child needed to have around. Yeah. I, I've, it's very much when I'm working on people uh, and when you do some healing on people's knees, you'll feel the energy in the knees. And again, this knees is the fear of the future. And I try and put a little mantra into their psyche by saying, it's okay, you've got this. I've got you in five years time, you've got this. So they can just take that fear away that they can stop that repetitive behavior. And also when you've had such trauma as a child, be it just verbal trauma as well, you take that into other relationships later in life. And in a way you look for it. If, if you've been in an abusive relationship as the child from your parents, you then look for an abusive relationship as I'm sure you're aware later in life because it feels right, because it feels safe. 
So it's trying to go back to the childhood memory to deal with the trauma and then deal with the adult to say, you've got this, it's going to be fine, we'll get you through it. Absolutely, because we all go with what's familiar rather than comfortable, don't we? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's what we're just trying to deprogram people. And it starts with them loving who they are and accepting them. The first thing I say to most people, I get them to sit down and say, okay, let's start very basic. I just want to hear you say to me, I love and approve of myself. And you'll be surprised how many people can't do that. And that's a classic Louise Hay saying, I love and approve of myself. Yeah, but what a powerful mantra. Yeah. And it's even more interesting to get somebody to actually do that in the mirror and to look themselves in the mirror and say, I love and approve of myself. And that's them starting on their own journey. And I saw, you know, Mel Robbins, she talks about giving yourself a high five in the mirror, which, you know, like, it depends on what you're into. But I think that's so cool because it just turns on your more your mirror neurons. And like that, you're kind of give, you're saying to yourself, I love and approve of you. And yeah. I'm giving you a high five. And another thing I say to people is, look, one thing you do, you get out of bed in the morning. The one thing I want you to do is put the word love in front of you, because guess what's going to happen? All day long, you're walking into love. You're walking into love. And you could do that in all aspects of work. You know, I'm going to have a, an amazing day today. I'm going to put strength or courage in front of me. And you're putting that mantra there. And then you start b believing into that. And then your day will become all about love or strength or courage or whatever it is you wanted from your day. Absolutely. I just got an image there, someone, of, let's say, thinking about your day like you're laying down stepping stones and why not put down each stepping stone with love written on it perfect absolutely perfect and then you that's it you're just walking into that energy all day and which comes back to again i love and approve of myself because the energy you're going to give off to everybody else everyone else is going to buy into that energy as well absolutely. so all oh, that love is just going to spread yeah. I used to do that where I worked. I worked in an office once and it was a little bit um, icky. So I used to put that energy out there, but I used to always sneak in all their drawers and put crystals in them at the back of their drawers. So the whole office was gridded. So it was safe and protected and everybody got on. Wow. That's brilliant. And someone, I know you do sound healing as well. Tell us a bit about that. Yes. Um, so with my sound healing, again, that was a lovely message I got from Spirit um, earlier this year. It's just to be able to sit down because I do so much work with the chakras. I realized by using sound energy as well, it's getting to those little bits of blockages that people can't release. And because sometimes when you're healing somebody, um, they still try and block you because they're not quite ready to let that part go, that pain go. Um, so by using the crystal bowls, it's on such a high frequency, there's no choice, there's nowhere for them to run. It just gets in, gets to the core and releases it. And it's a very emotional experience. A lot of people can cry through it. Um, but once you're in a sound healing session, you're in it, you can't back down. And so many people just say they, how much better they feel. They feel so much lighter. They didn't realize how much weight they were carrying with them. So, yeah, it, it's lovely. And you use like a, a sound ball? Yes, I have seven, seven sound bowls here and each one resonates to a different chakra. So when I start off a session, I play each one to the client or I can do groups as well. And then I'll say to them, just put your hand up if you don't like it. And then 
at the end, I explain which chakra that was related to and why they didn't like it. And they're like, oh, my goodness, how did you do that? How did you know I can't communicate very well? Well, because you hated the sound bowl, which was all about the throat chakra. So it's very easy to be able to help and work people that way as well. Brilliant. Well, Simone, thank you for sharing with me about that amazing toolkit. And can you tell me now how you mind you? I mind me where every morning I do wake up and I sit and I give myself a, a self-healing anywhere between 10 minutes and half an hour. So I just sit and put that intention in my mindset. I don't carry anything over from the day before. I just start on a strong day, a positive day. Again, I loving and approving of myself. And I'm like, yay, come on, girl, you've got this. It's going to be a great day. I'm going to work the best I can. And if something goes wrong in the day, I don't beat myself up about it. I don't allow that negativity to come into me. So I love walking. I've got my dogs here. And I think anyone that has pets around them or animals around them, um, you're linking into their energy as well, because all they're there to do is to love you, isn't it? They've got no other hidden agenda apart from being fed. Um, it's just to be able to give off that energy. So it's surrounding itself with beautiful crystals, lovely energy, and the people around you that are working with you, not against you. And again, it's the healing and I'll sit. And if I'm feeling slightly unwell, I'll look at that area of me that's unwell and then get one of my sound bowls out as well and play that and try and shift that energy from me. Wow, that's beautiful. Well, Simone, thank you so much for sharing with me that amazing toolkit and how you mind others and how you mind you. Where can people find you, Simone? You can find me, uh, oh, there's quite a few webs because on my other thing that I do is a candle maker. That's my creative outlet is to do my um, candles and I put Reiki in my candles. So all the energy I talk about goes into each and every candle that I make. So you can find them at www.reikicandles.co.uk. And funny you should say it, Brian, but I'm just in the middle of launching my mediumship webpage, which is probably 20 years too, too long. I should have done it about 20 years ago. And that is going to be www.simonejonesmediumship.co.uk. But I'm on Facebook as well. Brilliant. Well, I will put a link to that website, that Simone Jones Mediumship website. Lovely, and thank you. Simone, again, thank you so much for sharing with me how you mind others and how you mind you and being so generous and so kind and honest today. And best of luck with everything that you do in the future. And to you, Brian, thank you so much for having me. Good luck on your journey. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You. I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarneswellbeing.com.